Hey, y'all. It's Sarah Giovanetti Mobley coming at you from the Peachy Girl podcast. So today um, I wanted to talk about 911 and I wanted to just have a moment of remembrance for, you know, the thousands of people who lost their lives and for all of the heroes that tried to help people that day. I did take some time today and went on YouTube and I did listen to a few of the stories of the people who were actually able to get out of the building from some of the highest levels. I remember, I'll never forget the day of 911 because it was, it was 20 years ago and my kids were in school and I remember walking down into my living room and the TV was on and my kids were at school and I was watching like in horror, like I, I just remember I couldn't believe it. And I'm watching these buildings, you know, go on fire. And then I'm watching, you know, the Pentagon get hit. And I said to myself, oh, we are at war. I was like, the country's at war. So my first instinct was to go to school, get my kids and come back and then figure out what to do from there. Because I thought, hey, the country's at war. You know, we have to figure out a game plan here. So I remember going um, over to the school to get my kids and, and they were like, oh, well, you know, what reason do you have to take them out? I'm like, well, the country's going to war, I think. <laughs> They're like, oh, you know, the kids will be fine. Just leave them. I was like, I don't think so. But I remember getting into an argument with the, the lady because it was like, you know, they didn't have to go to the doctors, <laughs> you know, they, you know, it wasn't like a dentist appointment and they were kind of giving me a hard time to take my kids out of school. And so I told that lady, listen, you get the kids on down here. I'm about ready to go on to the classroom and get them myself. Right. <laughs> so I had to get a little, uh, you know, aggressive with her, a little firm for her to, to move because I wasn't leaving without my daggone kids. I didn't care what she thought, but I was getting my kids. So, you know, so I just remember, you know, once I got my kids and I was home, I was like, I was feeling good. You know, I was like, okay, I'm like, as long as my kids are with me, you know, I've been through some work, you know, some stuff. So I think we're going to figure this out. So just, you know, I remember just sitting and, you know, watching TV. I thought that our country was going to go into like a full blown war, but, you know, thank God, God willing, you know, that didn't happen. But I'll never forget, you know, the day that that happened. It was like a shock for everybody because, you know, as Americans, you know, we've never really truly had, you know, war on our shores as far as, you know, we went through World War One, we went through World War Two, and that those huge wars did not take place on our shores. Of course, you know, Pearl Harbor. Uh, was struck by Japan, but just mainland America, thank God, has never been invaded, you know, partly due to the fact that I believe that all American citizens are armed, right? So, (laughs) you know, so that's, you know, just like Switzerland, that's why their country never gets invaded because all of their citizens are armed. So, you know, if you want to take over a country, first thing you do is disarm the citizens. So, but that's another topic (laughs) for another situation. So I don't want to get too political because, you know, I know uh, this is a self-development and self-care podcast. So I don't necessarily want to go down that route, but, 
you know, we armed and dangerous over here for sure. <laughs> for sure. But um, anyway, I, you know, I took some time today to, you know, really watch and listen to some of the survivors in their stories, which I, I never really did, you know, 20 years ago during that time, of course, because I'm like kind of living through it. And at the time I was living in New Jersey, so New York is really, really close. So I kind of was like, just, you know, everyone was just in shock. Where I lived, everyone knew someone, you know, from that was in that building or someone knew someone of someone. So it was just, you know, people were going to funerals, multiple funerals. So it really kind of hit our area hard because New York is, you know, a two hour drive from where I was living. So, um, you know, watching, uh, the stories today really kind of renewed my faith, right? And I would definitely say lately I have been, you know, trying to just renew my faith, you know, renew my hope, my optimism. And after listening to some of the stories from some of the survivors, it was just amazing that the ones that actually truly, you know, called out on God, they had supernatural uh, events happen and miracles happen to truly get them out of that building, right? And there was one man in particular, his story just made me cry. And I, when I tell you, I listened to his story like five times. So he was on a floor and the plane like literally crashed right into his floor. And the whole entire floor was like decimated except his desk and he was underneath of it. And in the moment, he just he just said, Lord, <laughs> he just cried out. And it was a miracle, right? And then it was even another miracle for him to, you know, you know, get out of where he was and to be rescued. And he just kept on praying and he just kept on calling on God and, and miracles just kept on happening. And that was like story after story after story of every survivor that was in that building that actually escaped. It, I mean, it was almost as if angels came in there and like they heard something or they felt to go a certain way as if an angel, you know, uh, was calling them, right? So let me just let you hear uh, one, this man's story, because it is just something else. This is the man that I listened. Hold on one second. I listened to him about five times because his story, Stanley, what is his name? Stanley Pramnath. Okay, kind of hard to pronounce his last name. So he was on ABC News Live sharing his story. So let me just let you hear a portion of the interview. The phone rang and a young lady from Chicago is calling me. Stan, get out. Get out for what? Stan, you're not logged on at a computer. You're not watching the monitor. No, no, no. Tell me why and I'll go. And while I'm talking to her, I realize watching towards the south of the South Tower, which is towards the Statue of Liberty, something caught my attention. That's when I realized a plane is coming towards me. Eye level eye contact. 
And I just stood there mesmerized, couldn't move, and I can hear this revving sound that the engine is making as the plane starts tilting and coming towards me, as in the split seconds. And the next thing I know, with the most thunderous sound, the plane just slammed itself into the building and all hell broke loose. That's when I realized that, you know what, this is the day I'm gonna die. So I dove under the desk and the last thing I remember saying, Lord, I can't do this, you take over. And if you beat me over the head, I still would not be able to tell you why I said what I said. The only desk that stood firm was the desk I'm hiding under. It looks like a demolition crew came and ripped the entire place apart. Every floor, every wall was flattened, the floor collapsed and is hovering over the desk. All the cables dropped from the ceiling and they're short circuiting. There are flames all around me. It looks like somebody took a giant bag of cement, threw it in the air, and I couldn't breathe. And I'm screaming, Lord, send somebody, anybody to help me. And as I'm screaming, somebody had a flashlight on the other end of the floor, and they're shining it over their head. And that's the light I saw, and I started to crawl. Wait for me. Don't leave me to die. And I'm dodging all the cables, looking at the flames I'm crouching, and I'm crawling. I crawl the entire length of one floor, the loans department to the lounge, a computer room, and a communication room, and one sheetrock wall stood firm, preventing me to go towards that light that I saw. I got temporarily deaf when the plane hit that building, but as I got closer to the wall, I can hear faint, and the person behind the wall is saying, climb over the wall and I'll catch you on the other side. Bang on the wall, I'll hear where you are. I tried to climb over the wall, couldn't do it, and part of the hanging loose Ceiling that was there caved in, trying to prevent it from hitting my face. I raised up my hand and a black sheetrock screw came into my palm. So I was in worse shape than before. And I started to cry out to this invisible God that I've heard so much about all 30 years. And all I did was to make a fist as tight as I could. And I punched with all my might. And my fist passed right through that sheetrock wall. If you asked me to do that today, I would never be able to. The man grabbed my fist. I said, when you see my hand yanked my body through, I punched, the hole got bigger. I stuck my head through, the man gave me a headlock, passed his head around my head and my shoulder, one fluid motion, and I squirmed and he pulled and I flew over on the other side. And that's how I lived. I landed on top of that man and I rolled down 10 flight of stairs and I don't know how to thank him. I hugged him, give him a kiss on the cheek and he says, what are you doing? I got up, fixed his jacket and tie and he says, Brian Clark. I said, Stanley Prendick? And that man did an act of kindness that I'll go to the grave remembering. He held my hand very gently and he started to rub this little wound that I had. And the man stared me in the eyes and he says, all my life I live as an only child. I was born and raised in Canada. I always wanted a brother and I find that person today. And that good old Irish man put his hand around my shoulder and says, come on, buddy, let's go home. And we started a long journey home. I mean, that testimony right there, I mean, that just makes me want to cry, you know, and um, the fact that his hand was pierced, you know, Um, like Jesus's hand was pierced. Like, I mean, you know, and the fact that, you know, he was able to survive and call on God, you know, and if you go on YouTube and listen to all these stories, a lot of them 
just are going to renew your faith in God. I remember um, when I was talking to a Vietnam vet one time, I was at the bank and he was recounting a story. You know how vets do or people who are war veterans, you start talking to them. They like go right on back (laughs) to the day, you know, you know, that happened, you know, and they are somewhere else. And he was saying, he says, you know what? And he was looking me dead in my eyes. And he said, I remember there was a day that we thought we were all going to die. And he said, in my platoon, you had atheists, agnostics, you had Jewish, Catholic, Christian, Buddhist, right? You know, everybody was there. He said, you know, you believe in God, you don't believe in God. He said, and when we all thought we were going to die, we were all praying. <laughs> we were all praying to God, right? So, you know, I truly believe that, you know, sometimes tragedies happen, right? So we can hear about people's faith and we can hear about them calling out to Jesus, to God, our higher power, and then a miracle happens, and then they come back to tell us. And that's truly what renews our faith, right? And so I just want to encourage everybody to, you know, go ahead and listen to some of these survivors and remember, you know, the stories, you know, let them inspire you, renew your faith, you know, give you hope, And also have, you know, gratitude, you know, that we live uh, and we're free and, you know, we're safe, right? Sometimes you have to watch a tragedy to kind of make you wake up a little bit and be grateful for what you have, right? So anyway, I just want to come on here and remember 911, remember our heroes, the people that were lost, and also the gift of the tragedy was the people who were able to tell their stories of courage and having faith and hope and surviving, right? So anyway, I hope everybody has a beautiful and blessed week.